Any questions you have about your current employment situation, we can uh, provide uh, some answers, some guidance for you from uh, an employment lawyer who hosts the Employment Law Show here on the radio station. And uh, he throws a hell of a Christmas party, too, at ST Lawyers. I'll tell you, Lior Sanfiro, how are you this morning, sir? I'm doing great, Mike. Great to be with you. All right. We're just setting up some calls for you, Lior. I heard a question in my house yesterday from someone uh, who uh, is, you know, part-timer at at a fast food place. Uh, She's not getting any calls for shifts. And uh, is there anything you could – that's not a constructive dismissal, obviously. Well, it's not only because uh, right now those those places can only provide takeout, and if her role is not one that can assist in that, then the business is mandated essentially to, to be closed, and because it's mandated, it's not a constructive dismissal. So we do have to make this difference between those businesses that are not essential and have to be closed, so they can't employ these employees even if they wanted to. In that situation, it's not a constructive dismissal. On the other hand, if it's an essential business that otherwise could operate or could allow employees to operate from home, but for financial reasons decides that it doesn't make sense to operate and lay off employees, Mm. in that situation, yes, it would, or at least it would give the employee the right to treat it as a constructive dismissal. Because I was wondering if constructive dismissal applied to like part-time shift work at at a fast food joint. It does. So anytime an employer changes terms of employment, again, with the exception of them being mandated to close, but in a normal situation, if you're a part-time employee, uh, it doesn't matter really the position. If your employer changes the terms of employment as they've been established over time or as they've been outlined in an employment agreement, then that gives the employee the right to say, I'm not accepting that. I'm treating that as a constructive dismissal and requiring you, employer, to pay me my severance. Okay, that's good to know that uh, right now in these current times, it's a little fuzzier. It is fuzzier. And keep in mind that, you know, when I give my answers, I'm trying to give the best answers, the best information and advice, but these are unprecedented times. We don't have years of history to go back to and say, here's what our courts have said. Here's what the government has said in the past. So we're, this is unprecedented. So we, all we could do is provide the best, most logical advice that we can based on the little information that we have. All right, let's get to our first caller, Lior, and, uh, you know, I think it's just great timing that it has has to do with the reduction of hours. Jeff, good morning. What's your question for Lior? Hi, my question is uh, I was working 32 hours per week and uh, two part-time jobs. One of my jobs uh, basically laid me off, so now I'm working another part-time job for seven and a half hours a week. Can I qualify for the CERB? It's a great question. Someone asked me that yesterday. And again, even though it's not specifically addressed you know, in reading it, it does appear that because you are still working, even though it's a different job at a different place, no, you would not qualify. And, and again, it, it, there's some people, like yourself included, that are caught in what I call this this twilight zone where you should qualify. You're, you're experiencing a significant reduction in income uh, and some situations an almost fatal reduction in income, but still you would not qualify. So as it stands right now, unfortunately, you would not qualify because you do have other sources of income. Okay, so my option would be uh, maybe quit this other job for seven and a half hours a week. Now, was that uh, in the cards? Well, if you don't have income, again, I'm not going to tell you to quit a job, but if you don't have income and you can say that I I don't have income because of this virus, then yes, in that situation, you would qualify for the CERB benefit again, which is $2,000 a month for up to four months. Right. Okay. And uh, another question. Um, Real quick. 
Is somebody from uh, Global going to ask uh, the Prime Minister uh, just to clarify this, or has he already clarified it, you know? Uh, well, I, I, I think that uh, the Prime Minister has a lot of things he needs to deal with, and one of these issues is to deal with this twilight zone and hopefully allow the benefit to apply to more people. I do think that's going to happen. I think that's inevitable, uh, but only time will tell. Yeah, facts, people. Let's stick with the facts, not conjecture. Appreciate that. 416-870-6400. And we've got uh, Morgan, who's got an issue, or actually your girlfriend, Morgan. What, what's your question for Lior? Yes, uh, my girlfriend was laid off about uh, three weeks ago, and she hasn't received a record of employment or pay stubs. And uh, when she's called him to ask for that, he's uh, referred her to his accountant, actually, and given her his accountant's number, who hasn't returned her calls. So I'm not sure what her course of action would be right now. And unfortunately, this is a situation a lot of small businesses have never had to do that before, and they don't know what, what, what to do. But the reality is they are, they are required to provide this record of employment, and the, and the government doesn't help you. The government can't go in there and say, you have to do it or else. So she has to follow up. The other thing, and I've done this many times before, you can talk to someone like myself to give the company a bit of a kick in the pants, uh, shall we say, to, to get them to get their, uh, their their stuff in gear and get your uh, record of employment. Keep in mind, you can uh, she can still apply for the CERB benefit without a record of employment, but yes, right. you should have it, and if you need some help, happy to do that. Uh, this is a very common situation with employers not really being equipped and not having the experience of having to issue these documents before. Okay, thank you for the advice. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Lior, normally how long does it take to get an ROE? I've known people who've been laid off or, or even fired. The ROE is waiting with the, uh, with, with the severance letter. And that is the case in most situations. It needs to be uh, within two weeks or on the next payroll date, whichever is sooner. Uh, but in these situations, employers that have not had to do it are scrambling right now. They don't know how to do it. You have to get a code from the government. So it's not an unusual situation. Lior Sanfiro, our employment lawyer partner at Sanfiro to Market, taking your calls at 416-870-6400 on any employment situation you're feeling. I thought Q107 was leaking into the studio. It was Lior singing on the line. Uh, you get, are you getting lots of sleep, sir? Uh, I, I am actually getting more sleep uh, than usual. Usually I'm up at 5 in the morning to catch the via. Now I don't have to do that. Yeah. Uh, but my days tend to be long, so uh, it's, it's okay. All right. Well, you're here for us. You're here for the listeners. And uh, Greg is an employer. What's your question for Lior, Greg? Okay, so I hear all these things that if you lay people off, you have to give severance and all that. So I'm an employer. I have some some guys that decide, you know what? I'm I'm not I'm not coming in. Not that they're sick or anything. They just we're still working. We're still working. I have guys coming in, but a few guys decide I'm not coming in. Uh, you know, I don't want the risk or whatever. They're just staying home. Now, uh, I I don't plan to fire anybody or anything like that because I need my guys and I and I get their worry right. But if this prolongs and we still go, eventually, I mean, what what is his rights? Can he come back to me if eventually I have to let him go? If we keep going, I have to hire somebody else. I mean, he chose to leave. So is that considered that he's quitting? And, and that's a, yeah. It's a good question, and some of these problems, we talked about this the other day, come out of what the Premier has said when he said, hey, if you're not feeling safe, don't go to work. But 
that's not appropriate. So here's how this works. If, in fact, you're operating and if, in fact, there's no medical reasons for them not to be working, they're not sick, they're not caring for someone that's sick, if they're able to practice social distancing on the job, then the reality is, yes, they have to come into work. And if they don't come into work, despite everything that I've just outlined, yeah, you are in a position, if you choose, to treat that as a resignation. So it's not appropriate for people to think, well, these are difficult times. I'm just not going to go to work. There has to be a reason tied to the virus and in, in that either they're sick or caring for someone that's sick. It's up to you, of course, whether you're going to treat this as a resignation now or down the road. But yes, if they don't have a good reason, you do have that option. Yeah, so so they, they would basically mean, okay, I'm leaving, but if they would have to prove that, not to me, but to somebody that they are sick before they can go on EI or some sort of care package, right? Correct. They would have to do yeah. to do that. And also to you, if, if they don't want you to consider this to be a resignation, they'd have to outline why they weren't coming in uh, rather than say, well, you know, I don't want to come in because I'm concerned about leaving the house. I get people being concerned, but the law does not at this point excuse them from going into work for that sole reason. Right on. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, you know, Lior, it's great to hear uh, good bosses like that who say, I need my guys. It is. And you know what? I have heard from so many good bosses over the past few weeks, uh, employers that want to help their employees. So I don't want anyone to think I'm picking on employers. I'm an employer myself. I have many employers as clients, and a lot of them, most of them, are trying to do right by their employees. Outstanding. Rick has joined us on the line. He's running out of his EI, Lior. Go ahead, Rick. Oh, hi. Good morning. So um, I lost my job around the first of the year and started on EI and, uh, you know, applied for hundreds of jobs since then. But, of course, when this started, you know, that's all dried up. And my EI is going to run out uh, next month. And I'm wondering if uh, you could tell me if I'm eligible to apply for the emergency response benefit after that. Yeah, and, and you, you're another one of these individuals, unfortunately, that are in that what I was calling the, the twilight zone, where you clearly are being impacted by the virus. But because you can't say that you lost your job because of the virus, then as is currently it stands, it, you will not qualify for the emergency response benefit. Uh, because your lo- job was in January pre-virus and, and your EI was there for you at this point as it's outlined unfortunately you will not qualify i do think there's a good chance of that being changed there's a lot of uh uh, discussion and noise on that issue but as of right now today thursday you would not qualify Hmm. um so they're looking at just leaving people whose eyes runs out uh out on a limb like that or do you think that will change I think that will change. You know, the government is, is going, uh, you know, is changing things as we go. Again, this is unprecedented, but I can't say for sure that they would for the reason that you've just outlined. It makes sense that it would change. But th- at this point, it's just speculation. Listen, we wish you all the best, Rick, on that one. What a horrible time for that to happen to you. Kim is on the line. Uh, Kim, what's your question for Lior Sanfiro? Hi there. Um, I have a 17-year-old daughter who's graduating uh, grade 12 this year, and she was um, let go from her job because of the virus, um, unable to work. And I know it states that the emergency relief fund would apply to uh, college and university students. Now, she's going to be starting university in the fall and relied on this job heavily for saving for university and now no longer has the job because of the virus. So would she qualify for the emergency relief fund? Has she earned at least $5,000 over the last year? 
yes. then yes. Fifteen years or older, if you lose your job uh, as a result, and if you've earned more than 5000 then you would qualify. So yes, she would qualify. The other thing I'll say very quickly is this. Even as a young person, presumably working maybe a, a part-time job perhaps, she could still have severance entitlements if she lost her job. So that's something worth looking into, but she would okay. qualify for the emergency response benefit. Okay, that's super. Thank you so much for your help. All right, Kim, you're very welcome for that help, and uh, that's what uh, Lior does here on uh, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Diana, good morning. What's your question for Lior? Good morning. Um, yes, I've been working for an American-owned retailer for several years, just as a part-time sales associate. They've been wonderful. They paid us for two weeks our full salary. Now they've extended another two weeks, but we were just advised yesterday that we will be um, laid off after the next two-week period. And I'm wondering if I can apply, because I made more than 5000 last year with them, if I can apply for the CERB or do I have to do uh, EI? You absolutely do uh, do qualify for the CERB because, again, you were laying, being laid off because of this, because of the virus. And if you weren't the, earned the 5000 you you would absolutely qualify. You should also get your record of employment. So EI is an option for you. But, yes, you would qualify, and I think you should apply as soon as you can uh, come, uh, come April the 6th. That's fabulous. <clears throat> Pardon me. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Good luck to you as well. we got time for one more caller, and Eddie is a truck driver. Eddie, what's your question for Lior? Hey, uh, Lior. So I'm a, uh, I'm a driver in the food service industry. Uh, before this, I was a full-time, five-day-a-week scheduled driver, averaging about 47 hours a week. Uh, last week, they've announced that they did some layoffs in the company, and now they are uh, putting all the five-day-a-week guys down to four days a week. I'm just wondering, would there is there like a top-up plan to compensate basically the 20% loss that I'll be getting, or no? Or is that just sort of the way the industry would work? There isn't certainly not one from the, the government that would uh, apply here. The only thing you would have, and it probably doesn't make sense, but I'm going to put it out there just as an option, you may be able to treat this reduction as a constructive dismissal, but that means you're going to leave the job and not come back. Probably not what you want to do. So beyond that, the only thing you could do right now, there's no benefits. Again, that could change, is to continue working and and uh, and hope that this is only a short-term thing and, and it gets uh, gets better and you get back to normal very quickly. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I wouldn't want to leave the job. Now, in my contract, when I, when I began working there, I was hired as a five-day staff. So this is being touted as a temporary measure. Now, if they were to say, okay, you know what, we're just going to keep everybody at four days going forward, I would be able to approach them with a contract after that, right? Yes, you, you would be able to, and that would certainly be a constructive dismissal. Uh, if, if, there's no, if we're out of the virus and now there's no immediate need for it, then absolutely, you could still pursue that down the road. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you so much. A real quick email question. Is that cool, Lior? Absolutely. Michael writes, employment question. If I am currently laid off and it was deemed temporary layoff, can I take it as a permanent and request severance? So as long as the business is considered an essential business where you can continue working if the company wanted you to or you could otherwise work from home, then yes, you have that option in a temporary layoff situation, whether it's virus-related or not virus-related, to treat that as a permanent termination and get your severance. That means you would not be coming back to work, but that is absolutely an option, yes. Lior, you're an integral part of the show during these times. We really appreciate it. Have a good day, and we'll talk tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Take care. All right. Lior Samfiru, employment lawyer and partner with Samfiru to Markin.